overcome a lot, you know, um, growing up poor or whatnot. And then I, I, I want to say this. So when you get pregnant, when you're, when you're a teen, people look at you a certain way. The words that are out there right now, your thought, you know, you're, you're loose and everything right. like that. I was not that. I was, I was far from that. Matter of fact, the people that I grew up with that was like that, they're the ones that didn't have no, any kids. Right. And I'm, I'm like, well, you know what? You either you get in the system or your child gets in the system. Right. And so I had to overcome my son, making sure that my son did not become a statistic. Right. Stubborn Affair podcast where we tell stories about overcoming adversity. I am your host Darren Perkins and today we have the owner and the founder of Studio for 12 hair brand, the lovely Felicia Arm. How are you doing today? I'm doing good Darren. How are good. you? Good. I'm good. I'm, thank you for sitting down with me today and, and your willingness to have this conversation with me. Um, what we like to kick it off with is, is where are you from? I'm actually from don't laugh. Southside um, part of Sumter, okay. South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why you saying like that? Because um, they they have their reputation or whatnot. However, though, I do know that good comes from the hood, like mm-hmm. Ty Tribbett says. So, right. and of course, that I'm the good mm-hmm. that came from the hood. So, <laughs> and I think it's, it's important for it doesn't really matter like where you come from, but but what you become. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So how was it growing up there for you? And so I grew, I grew up poor. So I, I grew up poor, whatnot. Didn't have much, but um, other than that, it was um, I came from a, a dad that oh my gosh worked so 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 many jobs to make sure that we had what we needed or whatnot. And also, um, just to kind of skip ahead, but um, growing up, it it was it was the normal that you would experience as a poor person. But however, though, I was actually a teen mom as well. So I had my first child when I was actually 16. But other than that, I, I actually, even though we grew up rough or whatnot, I actually had to say that I actually had pretty much a good life. Okay, good. It's kind of like you didn't know what you didn't have. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But now that I'm, I'm out of that, I'm like, Amen. Oh, I ain't going back. Thank God for, thank God for going back. <laughs> I ain't going back. <laughs> so um, when... Did you start doing hair? Okay, so I actually learned how to braid. Now, this is what my parents have my parents have told me, as well as my godmother. But I recall me being able to braid at age of like six or seven. But they said it was as early as five. Yeah. So I actually learned how to braid when I was actually five years old. But um, actually getting out there and doing other people's hair, it was probably when I was about in third or fourth grade. Actually, my mom babysat as when we were growing up. And so I would actually do um, the young kids' hair that would come there or whatnot. And and I I loved it. I I mean, I loved it. It was a passion of mine. And from there, it grew. So was it any money involved at all? It wasn't. No, actually, it wasn't. And I didn't have a problem with it. I did not have a problem with it at all now. Not knowing what I know now, being right, connected right, right. to, being connected to you know better people or whatnot, it was more so like not nah, get your money, get your money or whatever like that. But it was actually a true passion. Even with now, I pour back into the community a lot, and it's not always about money or whatnot. So, and that's the thing about when you find your passion, um, 
money is not the the main objective, even though you get it or whatnot. But no, when I was growing up, um, doing hair that young, no way. Yeah. So <laughs> when did you know? I know it started early for you, um, but when did you know you actually wanted to go ahead and get into the hair industry? Hmm. So I would have to say I fought it. I, I literally fought it, mm -hmm. but I, I wanted to do, so I wanted to be an accountant and I wanted to do hair. Ooh. So I, 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 so I wanted to do both or whatnot, but then as I got older, I realized accountant had more money mm -hmm. <laughs> the, 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 the lifestyle or the business lifestyle. That's what I actually yearned for. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but, and then also whenever I had my son, when I was, when I got pregnant, at 16 I kind of ventured away from doing hair because at that at that point it was like okay I got to do whatever I need to do to make sure I survive and right. keep a steady income so from there I kind of pivot away from doing hair even mm -hmm. though it was something that I always kind of treated like it was a hobby almost like it was very therapeutic for right. me or whatnot and it was a passion of course you know you can't really let go of your passion or whatnot and so that's when I always had it, but it was like when family came first, it was more so like, no, I need to study income and I need more money than this or whatever like that. And so I just kind of pivoted away from that, but I went back to it um, when I moved um, to Columbia in 2006. So I went back to it a little bit in 2006, but dived into it a little bit more um, in 2006. So, so having a kid young, I know you, you spoke about um, the monetary responsibility, but what what are some of the other things that that you have to basically grow up at that point? What that you had to deal with once you became a young mom? Um. Ooh. So I had to overcome a lot, you know, um, growing up poor or whatnot. And then I I, I want to say this. So when you get pregnant, when you're when you're a teen, people look at you a certain way. So they all for the 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 words that are out there right now. Your thought, you know, you're you're loose and everything right. like that. I was not that. I was I was far from that. Matter of fact, the people that I grew up with that was like that. They're the ones that didn't have any kids, right. and I'm, I'm like, what you know what? But so I had to overcome that. I had to overcome the fact of um, I grew up around seeing things like that, but then their children. Um, you get in the you 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 either you get in the system or your child gets in the system, right. and so I had to overcome my son, making sure that my son did not become a statistic right. or whatnot. Oh my gosh, that was so hard, Darren. That was that was very, very hard. It um and so just growing up like that, um having my sister over here or whatnot, you know, she was a teen parent as well, and she's like the first person that I can. That I can really relate to that I see come out gold as well. I mean, we're not definitely not where we would probably would want to be. Um, however, though, we're better off than what we started, as well as we're better off than what most people would think that we would be at right now. You know, her. I, I want to say that I think her son just uh, twenty five. I think just yeah, turned twenty five. So, and then my son, he will be twenty three in February, and so it's like. You know, having someone else there in your corner to be able have to have gone through something similar to you, but also we're not a statistic. That oh my gosh, that that actually empowers me all the more. And 
and then also it just helps me to be able to push towards my dream as well um even the more in the hair industry I'm, I'm glad that things came back you know circle back around to to me having the opportunity to be able to do what i do now because it is because of my of my my whole entire family but mainly because this is the journey that I started out on when I was a little girl, you know, as when I was actually a very um, young girl or whatnot. And I felt like I wasn't, uh, I wasn't completing it, you know, um, because of, because of how I grew up, we, we didn't have the money uh, um, to be able to satisfy what was needed and required in order for me to be successful or whatnot. And then fast forward that along, I, I'm a teen mother and I just had to kind of, sorry to be a little all over the place right now, but I'm speaking from the heart, but it's just that something that I know that I had to overcome. So. Okay. Um, thank you for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. Don't throw another curveball at me. I won't, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after the word from our sponsor. Real dope photography is more than just dope photos. It's a celebration of your brand, beauty, and confidence at any stage of your life. Our goal is to capture the greatest moments in your life and the world around you. Visit our website at realdopephotography.com. That's realdopephotography.com. And the real... It's spelled R-E-E-L. You know, like a real film. Make sure you set up your free consult today. Mention the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast on your booking form in the How Did You Hear About Us section, and you can receive a 20% discount. All right, let's get back to the show. In, in being a, a young mom and, um, you know, could you kind of explain after you overcame that initial shock of being a young mom, like, how was it just, you know, overcoming that for you? Oh, man. So it was, it was tough. Um, however, though, it was more so of, I guess, you know how you react off of adrenaline yeah. or whatnot. It's, it, I have to say that now it, it seems like I acted off of adrenaline mm -hmm. um, and just being in survival mode. So, um, I mean, for right now, you know, raising Rashawn or whatnot, because um, by the time he was three, four years old, I had already, I was, my second son was born. So I had two, by, by the time I was 20, I had two children. But um, even now, I, 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 I raised him with, I raised him to have um, morals as well as ra raising him from a single Christian um, woman as well and so I always believed in um, in the back of my mind it was more so like you're not a statistic at all and I'm not a statistic I know for sure I'm not a statistic or whatnot and so I had to make sure that I ingrained I ingrained that in myself and that was more so of because of how I was brought up like I told you before right. that I grew up poor but because I grew up poor um, my dad didn't he didn't really like some of the things I, I grew up as you would never, if I told you some stories right now, you would be like, no way. Yeah. 
Like you, if you could, you would probably have to call CPS now <laughs> <laughs> because of how, oh, how, because of how tough we grew up. Yeah. But the thing about it is, even though we grew up poor or whatnot, going to school, showing up every day, how I showed up, it didn't show. It didn't show, and so that was already ingrained in me. So just because I, I helped, I had a son when I was when I was sixteen years old. That don't mean we about to act like it. You know, that's not that that's or that's not how the image that we portrayed or whatnot. So. Uh, fast forward, I mean, my son now, he's, what, 20, he'll be 23 in February. He went to college, and he graduated from high school on time, graduated with, um, from LE, um, Lugolf Elden High School with honors, and graduated at the top 10% of his class, and so, and then he got a full scholarship to college of Charleston Honors, and he graduated uh, with a, a BA in chemistry, so... And he graduated um, summa cum laude as well. So it's like those things like that. He, I mean, he's he's doing well. And my other children, I, I, my my second son, I was telling you about. He graduated from high school. He's now at, at college right now. Um, so and I, now it's six children later. So so I'm I, I have a big family or whatnot. But yeah, um, it was it was it was tough. However, though we we made it. We we made do what we had to do or whatnot. But it was always that hustle. Um, with the first two was always that hustle and grind and, and survive, you know, to, to survive a mode, but also doing what was right, doing what was best and making sure that, I mean, that he, he didn't look like he came from nothing. He didn't, he, and I hate to say it like this, but we, some teen parents seem to have a more statistical or stereotype that's what I'm looking for a stereotype and Rashawn would go to school and whatnot and the way I raised him and just how he was as a kid he was never the type to have like they would not be able to tell that your mom was a teen matter of fact whenever he would say that my mom is whenever I would say that I have a son that's xyz and I'm like hold on how old are you because I always I always look like a kid, like even growing up as a as an adult, I still look like a teenager or whatnot. And then they were like, I would never thought that you had a child at sixteen because the way your son he's so manable, he's so this or he's so that or whatever like that. And I'm like, that's you know, is that that doesn't has anything to do with the fact that he's a you know came from a teen mother. That's just about how you raise him. You know, you could be 26 years old and have your first child, and it's in and things can go haywire. You can be 16 have your first child i mean have your first shot and things not be haywire so that's the way things were and that's how we we are that is a powerful story yeah. i appreciate you saying and that's that. just to sum it up yeah um we we kicking this thing off with a bang um i can definitely um identify with with a lot of what you you shared already um being that my mom had me at 26 and well you weren't 26, but my mom had me at 26, and um, my father was incarcerated. So, you know, she ended up pretty much not a single parent, but without a dad in the household because I still had my grandparents. I still had my aunt. Um, but I never, she raised me in a way that I never looked for a male figure in anybody else. Okay. She raised me never to um, be resentful to my dad. Um, and never to harbor any any bad feelings because he wasn't there. Um, so she did a good job of 
and like you said uh, with your son, nobody could ever tell that I didn't have anything when they, I was still mannerable. I still, um, you know, was was good in the community. I never let anybody know that hey, this kid needs a, a, a daddy. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Exactly. Right. So it, it says something to you as a person to be able to endure all of that and still raise respectable young men because that is not easy. So it's not. It's not. Yeah. Um, but just to um, continue the conversation um, in, in a more um, lighter topic, um, we're going to get back to the hair industry. In, spe in specific, um, I understand that you have a specialty in dealing with natural hair. Do you have any tips or tricks for anybody or tips or tricks for people that they should know when dealing with natural hair? So the first thing I will always say is that... Um, I like to tell others is that all hair is good hair as mm -hmm. well. Um, I know that, you know, great, um, growing up in the natural hair industry, even as a little girl, natural hair was something like kind of sort of frowned upon. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we resulted to relaxers um, early on, and then it, it, it was like almost like an evolution or whatnot, and we just kind of evolved and 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 now we really are embracing our, our natural hair. So with that being said, we because we are just now coming into really embracing embracing our natural hair. Now when I say just now coming into, I'm not talking about like within the last year. I'm talking right. about within the last few um, uh, last couple decades right. or whatnot. Um, we have to really make sure we're being patient. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we have to really make sure that we're being patient uh, with our with our natural hair because I think that if we're really being patient with our natural hair and um, it will literally take us far, letting us know that, hey, just because sister so-and-so may have this particular curl pattern and that density and that length or whatnot, and then you aim to, you may say that, I, well, I want my hair to be like that. And so... It may can be like that. However, though, it takes patience. You know, everybody everybody doesn't have the, the, the DNA that where your hair grows two inches in one month, you know, whatnot like that. So, and we, or we may not have the curl pattern. As soon as we go to put water on it, it's just, it, it's just like, oh man, wow. We may have to get a, you know, the detangling brush and a little bit of product or whatever like that and really caress that hair or whatnot and really um, talk to the hair or whatnot with our hands and with the products or whatnot in order for it to be the best that it can be. So my thing is definitely, oh my gosh, patience. I cannot emphasize that the most, patience, because that is one of the things that I would say that people like the most of is patience with their, with their natural hair. Now, as far as a more tangible tip, um, a more tangible tip is making sure that you get yourself connected. If you're not going to be connected with the actual natural hair stylist, um, at least take the time to learn from uh, learn from someone in the profession so that way you can do it at home. So um, I, I know not everyone that can afford to or don't, may not want to or may not have the means, either they don't have the means or they don't have the time to actually go into a salon all the time. So with that being said, that doesn't mean that you can't have hair that flourishes and is that is healthiest at home. And so with that being said, it's like making sure that you take the time to take it. Thing, thing about 
the great thing in, about now versus years ago is that we have a lot of things available at the comfort of our cell phone mm -hmm. the, on the digital side of things. So it's nothing to go on, online to YouTube or just to go on Instagram and look for a, a stylist there, pull up their page and see that, hey, they offer a course in this or whatever like that. So let me click on it. Me, myself. That's what I do. That's the, I, I used to be behind the chair or whatnot. That's what I do now. I provide consultations. That's just something I do. I help people to help themselves with their hair mm -hmm. or whatnot. So that would be that would be more tangible tip is just making sure that you get in front of get in front of someone um, either in their chair, like behind, get in their chair, or actually get connected with someone in the actual industry. So that way you can actually take care of your hair. Um, the best that you can. Okay, those are some good tips. Thank you for that. Um, I want to touch on the topic that you that you touched on. I know you know this as far as the trends are concerned. Um, natural hair is more, I would say, acceptable, or or more people are willing to wear their hair natural these days versus in the past. What do you think is the reason for that? To what I think is people. It's enough people doing it for, for one. I, and I hate to say it that way, but it's like we do follow trends. I, it, it, it does not matter at all what we may say or not say or whatever. We do follow trends because if if wearing your hair as an afro, like actual afro, was is, it was pretty much the trending thing, you would probably see a lot more people doing that. Same thing is... Um, same thing as braids, you know, braids or whatever. So I think it's more so of a trend. But also, too, it's what um, another reason why I believe that a lot of us has gone the natural thing is realizing the harm that the chemicals have done. So that is more on the broader spectrum but in a more deeper spectrum. But definitely those chemicals that have been put into um, the relaxers and that has caused women to have, you know, fertility issues and, and just, and then things that are, they have now are suffering with alopecia at young ages or whatever like that. And that's because of the things that were done to our hair. And then we just realized, you know what? Like, it's almost like, I don't give a, <laughs> like, I, I'm just going to embrace myself right. and this is what, and this is what I want. Um, this is who I am. You know, this is who I am. You is, you either accept it or you don't. And so, and it's crazy that it is like that, but I love it. You know, I love the fact that we can now embrace ourselves of who we are, um, uh, embrace our, our hair texture regardless of how it may feel, look, or whatnot, and, and be the best that we can, and then everybody else around is accepting it. Um, laws are being overturned or laws are being built upon our actual hair, like some of the laws that they've, they've created in California now where – you can't be discriminated because of how you wear your hair. And so, and that's the first step forward. And that's going to, eventually it's going to be like that all over, all over the U.S. I, I'm praying for that anyway, so. All right, thank you for that. This has been an amazing conversation so far. And we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Built on a passion and love for art, All Things Design is here to create spaces you will love and custom designs and memories that will last a lifetime. All Things Design specializes in event design, interior design, corporate design, custom design projects, and home closet organization. And that's just to name a few. Communication is key. 
We're here for whatever you need. We'll help you solidify your vision and keep in constant contact until your dream is realized. All things designed, a step above the rest. Be sure to book at allthingsdesign.org. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast where we tell stories about overcoming adversity. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Today we have Felicia Orange in the building. Um, and just to continue the conversation, um, Felicia, what's your work-life balance like? Is that even a such right. thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So work-life balance. Actually, you know what? Now it is actually, it is a little bit smoother, um, especially with me, with me not being behind the chair um, any longer. So that has definitely, um, that's better. That's a lot better now. Um, and then, because everything I do now is more so, most, most things that I do now is on the virtual side, digital okay. things. So that has actually allowed me to have a lot more balance, especially with having um, six children. Uh, whatnot um that has definitely helped me to have a lot more balance now prior to that no <laughs> it was it was bad it yeah. was bad working like working 12 12 to 15 hour days or whatnot As a matter of fact that's that's another story but that's just that's the, that's the reason that has brought me to where it's like you know what felicia decompress god has something else for you you really need to go ahead and embrace what god has for you next or whatnot because working those long hours or whatnot, not having a work-life balance. I'm mean, just be honest with you. I, was, I did not have a work-life balance. I just had work balance. Right. Work, 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 work. And um, it, it took a toll on my body physically or whatever and to a point where I now I have stenosis, cervical stenosis or whatnot in the neck. And so because of that, I, I don't do hair like that. In, I still do hair, but not like that behind the chair any longer. Right. And, but that has afforded me the opportunity to be able to be at home um, more with my with, with my family or whatnot. And and so now it, it, I do have a work-life balance or whatnot. Now, things are about to take off. So we, we I, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Things are about to take off now. So um, I just have to make sure that I be more mindful, schedule, a, schedule out the time. When it's time to rest, make sure I'm resting. Not just when I'm resting for, okay, I stopped doing hair or whatever like that, but I'm at home doing a million one things or whatever like that, or um, I don't have time for me, you know, making sure that I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, whether it's doing, getting a chiropractor adjustment, massage, please, y'all, get a massage, please get, get a massage, but making sure that, you know, you're taking care of your mental, oh my gosh, mental health, so that is, that is privy on my list, so that is, that's how I afford the opportunity now to have, I can honestly say that I have a work-life balance now. Um, now things, just like a balance beam or whatever like that, things seem to go like this mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, oh, no, 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 no. So you get you start doing things like that or whatever like that, but then you have to make sure that you're, you know, you're getting that, getting it back balanced as much as you can. You actually took one of my questions because I was going to ask you how you <laughs> went about securing that new time for yourself. Um, but I can say for me, uh, you know, one of my guilty pleasures is getting pedicures. I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> take care of your feet, uh, Oh, my please. God, please take care of your feet. Oh, my goodness. So that's my me time. That's how See, I secure that's good. my that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's <laughs> good. But, um, 
Oh yeah. So, um, but just to answer a little bit of your question, mm -hmm. um, a little bit more. So I, I wholeheartedly believe in therapy. Mm -hmm. I honestly, you know how everyone has. You're supposed to go to the doctor once a year for a physical, whatever. It should be you got to go to a therapist once a year. You should. I mean, nothing has to be wrong or per se for you to actually go get some type of counseling or therapy or whatever. It could just be able to go in there, vent, and to say that, hey, you're doing a good job or some ways that you can kind of finagle things a little bit better so you can have that better life work balance or whatnot. So I do truly believe in um, therapy, um, counseling massage even so the therapy may not look like you're sitting down talking with someone or whatnot like that but um massage i get chiropractic adjustments i got to or whatnot but other than that um and then i also take time for myself in other ways like get my nails done or whatnot i love retail therapy mm -hmm. <laughs> i love retail wife, therapy retail uh, yeah therapy. i love retail therapy so and so this just making sure that you take time out for yourself to so that way you're making sure that you're the strongest and the best that you can be so that way you can, that can roll over and oh, that can roll over and spill over into other areas of your life. So yeah. I definitely understand. And just to touch on something that you brought up, mental health is important. Oh yeah. We have oh, to yes. make sure that our mental is intact because if we can't take care of ourselves then we can't take care of other people. And we can't if you want to pour into somebody else's cup, your cup has to have something in Exactly, it, you know? exactly. So it's important for us to uh, have that conversation with either a professional or somebody. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be a professional, but you need to talk to somebody. Yeah, exactly. It. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be a vent um, as much as just, just letting somebody know how, you, how your day was. Exactly, um, exactly. Because I think we internalize a lot of things as men um, and, you know, even not even as men, but as our people, we we tend not to talk a lot about a lot of things. Oh, we yeah. kind of hold a lot in. Yeah. And as you know, that that can kill you. Exactly, it sure can. And then also what you were saying as men, but um, also as we have the perception of strong black woman mm -hmm. or whatever, a strong black man, and it's almost like when you see us cry or you may see us at a quote unquote breaking point mm -hmm. or whatnot. We we may be looked at as soft, vulnerable. Oh, he not looked at me as having it all together. I feel like man, child, y'all just saw me cry, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like it's like things like that. It's like I, I anybody got time for that? It's, it's <laughs> I got successful. I got time for the, my my you know to be in my right mind and my mental health. And if I gotta cry, if I gotta vent, or if I gotta go see someone or whatnot like that, that's. I'm I'm still strong, right. but you know people that are strong they still have their weaknesses, and or even if they don't have very many weaknesses, they still can they can still learn and still grow from having someone to help them to be that strong person. Absolutely. So yeah, and it's nothing like you said. It's nothing wrong with letting somebody know what's going on. Yeah, and, and getting out of your way. Oh yeah, because ain't no money in your feelings. <laughs> <It's not> <laughs> <laughs> Um, but just to keep the conversation moving, um, do you have any tips for any parents that, that have their own kids? Ah, uh, so tips for parents that own businesses. First would be to get your, if you can, is making sure that you get your family involved. So making sure that you get your family involved because that 
I mean, that can help out on the business expenses um, side of things too. But um, especially depending on what kind of business that you run, um, if you're looking to turn it into like a family business or something that you want to be able to maybe not be like a really family business, but them to be able to learn from you in mm-hmm. some way or form, shape or form because they don't really teach entrepreneurship in in high school or whatever like that. So, I mean, some of the, a, lot, a lot of the things that we learn is out there by experience or whatever. So what better way is just by getting them involved. Right. Um, so I, that was the, that's the first thing is making sure that you involve them at some point, right. at, at some point, somehow or whatnot. Um, even if they're not going to actually tangibly do your books or, or help you do hair or something like that, if, they're, if they can see the process. See, hate to say it, but see you stressed out. <laughs> so that so that that way it so they can see the reality of things or whatnot. But also, I I really believe that getting them involved is is really something that is important. Um, and that's probably the only thing I can think of at, at the you know at the tip of my tongue um, was get making sure that you get them involved. That was a great tip. I thank you for sharing that with me. Um, we're about to go on our last break, and when we come back, um, we'll go ahead and go over the two seconds of film moment, and we'll wrap it up. Okay. So we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Built on a passion and love for art, All Things Design is here to create spaces you will love and custom designs and memories that will last a lifetime. All Things Design specializes in event design, interior design, corporate design, custom design projects, and home closet organization. And that's just to name a few. Communication is key. We're here for whatever you need. We'll help you solidify your vision and keep in constant contact until your dream is realized. All Things Design, a step above the rest. Be sure to book at allthingsdesign.org. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Two Step in the Field podcast, where we tell stories about overcoming adversity. Um, I am your host, Darren Perkins, and today we have the lovely Kanisha Owens in the building. Um, just to continue the conversation, um, what, what i like to wrap every interview up with is a Two Step in the Field moment, basically a moment where you had to overcome adversity that sticks out to you the most. What would be one of those moments for you? Uh, so I've had one recently, probably a few years ago, where um, I had a pivot. From, so I was pretty much in business or whatnot, and I had a pivot and opened up pretty much almost like, so I'm, I'm literally doing business and I had to stop in the middle of doing business and actually find another place to 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 home my business. So I was at home or whatnot with my business and literally abruptly I could not do business anymore at my home um, for HOA reasons. And I'm literally like freaking out or whatever and I'm, I'm calling my sister and I'm like, and I'm telling her, this is what happened, and she's like, breathe, breathe. And and she was like, well, this is what, well, you got someone to take care of my, my baby at the time. He was four or five months old or whatnot and I really I really didn't have anywhere for him to go and babysitting wasn't an option financially wasn't an option or whatever and so she took charge and had him and I'm literally out there like 
I don't know a thing about running a salon. I don't know where to look or whatnot. And truth, it, it was almost like God was like, get out there you know get, you know he was like you know get out there or whatever like that and that's what i had to do and so it, it was a lot of aversion um there because of you know not knowing how to run a salon not having the the the, the financial means for for the building not even know where i was going to be at or whatnot um i had i had, was what six kids at the, at the at the time and all of them at that point was home so it was like Gosh, man, I really don't know what to do. And what? I just did it. You know, as it took one day at a time. One day at a time. One day at a time. I, t I literally took one day at a time, and I just did it. And fast forward, and I was like, even though the salon is closed now, I'm like, gosh, I cannot believe I overcame. I, I literally still can't believe I overcame it or whatever. So that would, would be one way that uh, I overcame adversity and it was fast that that came at me very fast I'm, I'm talking about one day was like this and then the next day the very next day was like no you you like I'm like what am I going to do I can't just stop like it was almost like getting fired from the job and you didn't and you just had to get start you just had to start over or whatnot so that's what that's how I had um, overcome that adversity or whatnot um, during that time of having to pivot into my own my, son, my my own salon, but that was a growing point for me or whatnot because I am who I am right now today, and I would not have gotten this far if it wasn't for that particular um, moment. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that moment. That was really I could tell that, that that really meant a lot to you. Oh yeah. I appreciate oh, you yes. for sharing that. Um, before we get out of here, how can the people find you? Um, anything that you have to promote? Um, social media platforms, anything that you want to give us. All right, so you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Studio 412 Hair, and that is Studio, the number four, and then 12 spelled out, T-W-E-L-V-E, Hair, and also my website at www.studio412.com, same way how you spell with the um, Instagram and the Facebook. So studio412.com, and if you click on, I want to say it's the first or second button, you can actually subscribe to my email list because from there, um, anything that comes new to Studio 412, you'll be the first to know about it. Um, even though I'm not behind the chair right now, that is the best way for you to be able to get in my chair is just sign up to be a model or whatnot, and from there, you, you get either free or reduced services by being a model um for whenever i go to create or create content courses or whatnot and so anything that i go to come out with or launch far as courses consultations it can all be found at studio412.com all right so the last thing that i'd like to to leave people with um do you have any any last words uh last remarks or words of encouragement to leave us with today i would say that never never give up just just never give up always put your even if you I, I know it sounds cliche but a lot of people say put your best foot forward and you might and you may be at a point where i don't know what my best foot forward just put a foot forward you know just just put a foot forward um a foot forward and just never give up and um and just you know make sure that you you're taking care of yourself there you have it we had just finished another amazing episode of the Two Stubborn Affair podcast. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. 
Today we had Felicia Owens in the building. I appreciate you for stopping by. Um, you gave a very heartfelt testimony, um, and I look forward to watching it and, and um, it helping people. Thank you. So thank you for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you. I am Darren Perkins, and we are too stubborn to fail. Mm -hmm.